This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And a good Monday evening to you. Great to have you here with us. Uh, just trying to pull up my boards because I didn't do that right so I can see who's calling. There we go. I've got to do that. No, I can't open it. There we are. Hi. All right. Sorry. I'm just, I'm a, don't laugh at me, Mike. I'm a little unprepared. I was looking at something and I got... Uh, begging the question, and I'll open the phone lines to you on this issue. So if you want to call in, you can. The number is 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, or toll-free, 888-225-8255. The question being, you know, is there ever a time that ving- vigilante justice is okay? And the cops, of course, will say no, period. I can think of a few cases where most people say, yeah, I totally, you know, I get why they would take matters into their own hands. Certainly one of those cases would be a crime involving children. But the reality is, you know, if a parent doesn't think that they can rely on the law to protect their child, will they take matters into their own hands? I think most parents would say, uh, yeah, I will protect my child at every possible inch. I mean, would you not? Well, a BC couple are learning the hard way that it is not okay because they're in trouble for allegedly filming the takedown of a 28-year-old man they allege showed up to have sex with their 13-year-old daughter. Now, this happened back in April. And in the video, you can see the man hogtied in uh, what they call a citizen's arrest. And then they, they live stream that baby on Facebook. I don't know. Why do folks feel it necessary to broadcast this kind of stuff? Okay, like you could have done it and just handed him over to police, but you took the necessary step extra to put it on Facebook? You lose me there. But now they're dealing with charges of unlawful confinement and assault. They're very serious charges. And according to mom, one of the accused, she says she tried for weeks and weeks to get the cops to help. And? I come to my house to meet my 13-year-old daughter to her. We tackled him and zap-strapped him and called the police. Because earlier today when I asked the police to come here for this meet, they said no. They said no. Now, we don't know if that is in fact true. If it is. That's uh, that's pretty egregious. I mean, it'll make the police look pretty bad. But they, I guess, felt that they had to take matters into their own hands. And the police say that they were investigating, but it takes time. Well, what would you do as a parent? You know a strange person, a strange man is coming to see your child for sex. You know that sex. Not only is it underage, but your child's in danger. So what do you do? You know, the court of public opinion will fall in their favor, but, you know, the judge will ultimately have the final say in this. And it will come down to, I think, a couple of things is, you know, were were their actions reasonable or did they go over the line? And it, it takes me back to a case that I covered in Toronto back uh, in 2013, albeit I thought it was longer than that. Um, 
the case of a Chinatown grocer, uh, you know, in, in Toronto's Chinatown, who took matters into his own hands uh, to stop a serial shoplifter. And he also couldn't get the help of the cops because we're dealing with, with petty theft and that. So he took the matter into his own hands and he arrested the guy himself, tied him up, put him in the van until police arrived. And his case ended up changing the laws in this country. Bill C-26, which is dubbed the Lucky Moose Bill, uh, loosened up vigilante justice laws so folks could, in fact, make a citizen's arrest without getting into problems. The way I see this case, and I'm sure lawyers, I'm sure Joe or maybe Lauren would see it, uh, I'm looking at this saying uh, the Lucky Moose case was a crime in process. So one could argue that, you know, this case... That was in motion. One would argue, though, that this case was, you know, setting a trap. So it goes beyond because they were putting the person into a situation, actively taking a part. But again, a lot of this is going to come down to, you know, did the police act? Were they moving fast enough? Was the child actually in danger? And were the parents in a position of actually trying to save that child? Let's take it to the phones and see what you think. Hi, Rick and Barry. How are you? Is it raining up there? It's uh, ice rain. Oh, it is ice rain. Very, okay. Very slick. Every little turn I slide and doing 30. So Yikes. anybody this way should be very careful. Okay. Thanks for the heads up. So north of Toronto, already slippery. What do you yeah, think on this? Uh, is there ever a time when you can, uh, you know, sit back on vigilante justice? Well, it's really weird, actually, because, like, just the way, like, you explain it, uh, you know, it's almost like they, they set him up. How did they catch the girl? You know what I mean? And if there is a lot to it and they did try to report to the police and it went on, like, that's, I think, a clear violation. They should be allowed to, like, almost sue the police department for neglecting to protect the child. Well, um, they, that but, might that may come out in the end, depending on what happens in the case. But clearly the police uh, and the Crown felt that they had enough to charge the people uh, that they are now accused. So I think most of that will play out in a courtroom. But I do think you raise an interesting uh, uh, question, you know, is, you know, taking action against the police, should it come down that they did not act in time? Well, it's, I, I think so. But like I said, I think it, it is a little bit fishy. It's almost like they set them up kind of thing. But yeah. like people do that, which is great because it gets rid of those kind of people. You know what I mean? Or that kind of thought. Um, but it, it is, you know what I mean? Like um, laws are funny in Canada. You know what I mean? They expect you to tuck your tail and hide. You can sit there and watch your child get abused. And if you jump in and hurt him, then you're getting charged for assault and all this. And they don't look at it in his way of defense or, or protecting, right? They, they, they look at things funny, I think. Well, I appreciate uh, your thoughts, Rick, and I can hear, I think I can hear the rain pounding off of his windshield, uh, bouncing off of it. But yeah, I mean, look, it's going to come down to the point of, you know, was this a crime in process or did this trio create a particular crime? Here's mom um, on, you know, she talked to Global News and we're not giving uh, her name because of uh, protecting uh, the child's identity. But here is why, uh, how she feels about the police response to this. I went to the police and I asked them to come with me. It's not my job. It was theirs. That's why I gave it to them to deal with. He messaged my daughter and asked her to meet. And I said, okay, because I need an end to this. Yeah, not too uh, fun for mom and dad to have to deal with. But uh, Dylan, you're also in Barrie. What's with the the love from Barrie? I'm happy to have you calling in. I hope you're not on the road. Well, I'm on the road, unfortunately. There's rain coming down. It's pretty good. All right. Take care out there. Uh, Dilling, you say this goes too far? Yes. 
I think what they did in the context of the scenario, right? That's what they were going to discuss when the when the full report comes out. If they set him up for this, in my opinion, that's far too excessive. The if, if you're going to take a guy down and tie him up, you're basically committing to holding the guy there. Now, if this was a crime in process, I think that I think it would have been I think it would have been completely justified. Okay, However, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. It's your daughter, and you have a guy calling her for arranging a meeting. And they're talking to you, thinking that you know you're going to get the meeting. Are you? Would you stop, or would you? Would you? Is that to you a crime in process? To me, that to, to tie a person down like that and hold them in, in custody, to me, that's far too excessive. Because in in the context of how it is, if you're if you're taking if, if you're taking guy taking a guy down, and it, trust me, in in certain contexts of the law, like certain interpretations, that's assault. Mm-hmm. To take to take a person down and tie them down and tie them down and get the police. Now, do I think what they did was justified in their own mind? I think I think yes, because it's a, it's a 14 year age gap. It's absolutely it's just absolutely ridiculous. But what I personally do is take the daughter, basically talk to her, and then just keep her away from him as much as possible. Keep like do whatever you can to make sure she does not meet up with this guy and make sure this guy knows. If I see you with her again, I will call the cops, and there will be a problem. But mm. to take the guy and tie him up, to me, that's, that's far too excessive. Dylan, drive carefully. Thank you very much for your call. I appreciate your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, look, we'll get a lot of the details in the court case, and it may prove very well that they were excessive, or it may prove that the police waited too long, because I, we're talking weeks. You're calling the police for weeks, I think, can you help? Can you help? Can you help? And they're not acting? I don't know. Tim uh, in Toronto. Hi there, Tim. Hey, how are you? I'm good. You? I'm good. I'm a retired police officer. Okay, good stuff. And I think those people were absolutely within their rights. Okay, why? Because I don't think policing is taken the same way as it was even 10 years ago. Okay. And if that family, and, and believe me, I do believe that family that they were not getting the response they needed. And there is provisions in the criminal code to make a citizen's arrest. So, Tim, if they hadn't streamed this live on Facebook, in other words, kind of showcasing what they had done, do you think they would have been charged? No, I don't. Okay. And honestly, I agree with you. I think it's pretty stupid to put anything like that on Instagram or Facebook or like, like why go that extra step? Well, why? Because, yeah, exactly. Because I think I think in, in, inevitably what they've done is forced police to, police to charge them to show, you know, the, as a deterrent. You can't do this stuff. Because as much as police say no vigilante justice, uh, you can't encourage it. But bottom yeah. line is. Honestly, yeah. if, if their real concern was protecting their daughter, then you do that quietly. You protect your daughter. You arrest the guy and you turn him over to the police. You don't go post it on Facebook. Exactly. All right, Tim, thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, Jennifer, I'll give you the last word because I want to hear the perspective of a woman. And boy, Barry, giving us a lot of love tonight. Hi, Barry. Jennifer in Barry. Hi, Jennifer. Can you get me? Yeah. Oh, there you are. Hello. Hi. Um, I was just saying to your screener, I I was wondering what the backstory is on this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in education and there's a lot of talk i'm in elementary education and sadly there's a lot of talk about child trafficking and i just went to an actual child advocacy presentation where they were talking about child trafficking and 
kids as young as 11 being recruited into this. And that's a very scary thing. And a 28-year-old can say anything to a, a what is it, a 13-year-old that it was? Yep. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm just wondering what the backstory is and how the parents got the phone in the first place and how they found out about this conversation and, you know, how did the child give up the phone and, you know, all this backstory about, you know, it's just boggling to me, first of all, you know, all the social media and stuff and how people are allowed to, how kids are allowed to talk about this. But I'm also, you know, kind of jaded by the, by the child trafficking stuff. And I don't know, it's just, it's a sad thing. As a parent, you're reacting on emotion and I can't, I can't say that I would be somebody who wouldn't think about doing that. It's, it's just, you know, are the, are the police thinking about what kind of act is being committed beforehand? Do they have any evidence to show the police in the first place well, so that they can get them to be on their side? Like, Yeah, no, I appreciate your call, Jennifer. I would suggest that, like I said, had they not done this on Facebook... I don't even think they would have been charged. But the bottom line is, maybe it's just time, you know, instead of doing the vigilante justice, don't let your kids go online and talk to whoever the hell they want. I mean, it's time, honestly. you got to have a conversation at some point with your kids. It's no longer, here's your iPhone, you're 13. We're giving them this stuff. And you're basically giving them license to the darkest of the dark world. And so maybe it's time to change the conversation and say, no, you're not getting an iPhone. You're not getting online. You're not having a Facebook account. You're not doing any of this stuff unless I'm watching it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a fuddy-duddy mummy. Mummy. I don't know. But something's got to change. But thank you for your calls here on Global News Radio.